This is the Dr. Tim Murphy Show, where you will learn how to tear down the mental barriers to success and health and build up a stronger you. In these podcasts, Dr. Tim Murphy offers you the tools for recovery and surviving and thriving after trauma. There is a pathway to healing, and he does this through faith and psychology. Dr. Tim Murphy, bringing healing to your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Welcome to the Dr. Tim Murphy Show, where we combine mental health and faith to build a better you. This episode is titled, Just One More. Desmond Doss was an Army combat medic in some of the most brutal Pacific battles of World War II. Based on his religious faith and strictly following the commandment, Thou shalt not kill, without exception, he refused to carry a gun. Yet he demonstrated exceptional bravery in Okinawa and previous battles. The Japanese were defending Okinawa with ferocity. It was their last defense against an invasion of Japan. When U.S. soldiers reached the top of an escarpment in Okinawa, they were suddenly overwhelmed by charging Japanese soldiers. Corporal Das worked furiously day and night providing medical aid to the wounded even as bullets zipped past him. When U.S. troops were forced to withdraw, Das stayed. The Japanese soldiers walked among the wounded U.S. troops, stabbing them with a bayonet or shooting them to make sure they were dead. Das remained on the battlefield, patching up the wounded, sometimes hiding underneath a corpse when Japanese soldiers walked by. In the darkness, Private Das would quietly drag the wounded to the edge of the cliff and lower them by a rope, one after another. He continued throughout the night, exhausted, wounded, hands bleeding from rope burns, each time praying for God to give him the strength for just one more. In all, he rescued 75 troops this way. He was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor for his incredible bravery. Where does one get the resilience to do what he did? It doesn't suddenly pop up in the moment of need. Resilience is built over time. You will need it when trauma first hits you and when you are fighting the trauma memories that haunt you. Resilience prepares us for difficult times. There are a few key choices you need to build resilience. Strength versus weakness. Discipline versus undisciplined. Solitude versus alienation. Humility versus hubris. And goals versus chaos. In this podcast, I'm going to focus on strength over weakness. Now, I'm not talking about bulging biceps and six-pack abs here, but a different kind of resilient strength. Since trauma impacts us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, before trauma hits, it is important to strengthen each one of these. Ask yourself right now, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest and 1 the lowest, where would you rate yourself with your physical strength, your mental strength, your emotional strength, and your spiritual strength? Is your body ready to handle the strains of stress and trauma? Will you be able to think clearly under pressure? You feel strong or fragile emotionally? And how solid is your spiritual life? You can absolutely bet that you will need resilient strength at some time in your life. With it, you can withstand and recover from tragedy more quickly. Without it, 
You are more likely to struggle. You will be hypersensitive to stress, have less frustration tolerance, and will be more likely to develop a host of psychological and physical symptoms. It's up to you to make a choice, a commitment to prepare. You cannot straddle this. There's no gray zones, nothing iffy, nothing lukewarm. I'm offering this warning to spare you future pain. I have seen too many avoid building resilient strength, making excuses. We say we don't have time. It's not a priority. We think trauma will never happen to me. But if it has not yet, it most assuredly will. When troubles strike, you will wish you were better prepared. This is about reclaiming control of your life before life takes a turn for the worse. There's no participation trophy, no silver medal. There's no second place when it comes to preparing yourself for trauma. After all, what level of commitment and strength would you want from others in your life? If you were drowning in a lake and rescued by a lifeguard, how close to shore would you want your rescuer to pull you? Halfway? Would you choose a surgeon who said, I'm going to give you only part of my attention during this operation? Would you have confidence in a doctor who said, I really didn't try very hard in medical school? Would you stay on the airplane if the pilot announced before the flight, I will stay awake for this flight most of the time? Would you expect loyalty from a relationship with someone who says, I'm not going to commit? Of course not. Building resilience means you choose to do the difficult, not always the easy. If it is not tough, then you're holding back. And if you hold back, you will be unprepared. Of course, sometimes we all need to lighten the load in our lives, but other times, with a goal of building your resilient strength, choose to do some things that are challenging. Go straight at it, fully, completely. No complaints, just commit. Don't negotiate down to easier work. Seek what is hard. There is a saying that many soldiers and athletes have tattooed on them. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It comes from the writings of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 13. To grasp the full meaning of the phrase, however, we need to read the preceding verses. It goes like this. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. These words of encouragement take on an even more powerful meaning when we realize he wrote them from a filthy Roman prison where he shared quarters with rats and insects, where the food was meager and his cell was dark. Paul was describing how he has lived through good and bad, wealth and poverty, suffering and comfort. Rather than whine or complain, however, he used his experience to build the attitudes he would need to face the traumas ahead. His choice was between strength and weakness. He chose an attitude of strength. Strength is an active choice requiring a decision and a commitment to build on it. Weakness, on the other hand, can be an active or passive choice. You may actively choose weakness when you associate strength with past abuse and retreat into the shadows, avoiding anyone who may be a perceived threat. 
You may react with fear around others who are strong and even reject encouragement or coaching. You might even self-sabotage your success if it requires you to be strong. Another act of choice of weakness is arrogance, coming in the form of self-pity, preventing you from growing strong. Arrogance can also create stupidity as pride tricks you into thinking you are immune to trauma, remaining willfully ignorant and unprepared. 70% of the population will be exposed to trauma in our lifetime. The odds of winning the Powerball lottery are 1 in 300 million. So where is your best investment? Go for strength. Why would we avoid building strength? Perhaps your self-esteem was beaten down by years of trauma and stress. Conversely, it can stem from the soft childhood raised by the enabling helicopter parent shielding children from any stress. Those raised in weakness, however, are more vulnerable, fragile, easily overwhelmed, and easily intimidated. Even mild stress triggers fear, avoidance, and insecurity. One thing is for sure. Life was, is, and will be tough. So be prepared with strength or collapse under your weakness. Resilient strength has four components, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. The stronger we are in each, the stronger our resilience. Physical strength. I love this verse from the book of Jeremiah. If you have raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in safe country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? That's from Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. So prepare when you don't need strength to be ready when you do. Traumatic events involving physical accidents, assaults, natural disasters, and combat demand our physical strength. We need to be ready to fight back. If we have to run from an attacker, carry our child out of rising floodwaters, or pull our family out of an overturned car before it catches fire, we never want to look back with regret and think, if only I had more strength, I could have done more. But strength is more than just building muscle. Stress takes a toll on our body. This is where physical health gives us stamina to withstand the stress. When we are frightened, our heart races. We may hyperventilate. Adrenaline surges and our muscles tense. Being in physical shape prepares us physically for these sudden and intense demands. First responders often describe their day as 90% quiet boredom and 10% terror. When the alarm sounds, the sudden adrenaline rush and the leap from Rest to high-tempo action can be a killer for firefighters in poor physical shape. Did you know that most firefighter fatalities are not due to smoke inhalation, burns, or building collapses? The killers are heart attacks and strokes before, during, and after emergencies. These heroes are trained and experienced at handling emergencies, but the roller coaster of stress takes a toll on their bodies. The better their physical condition, the greater their physical resilience during traumatic events. And this requires strength training. The same applies to all of us. Even if we escape actual harm in a traumatic event, there is a rush of stress hormones and accompanying muscle tension. The classic day after recovery leaves us physically exhausted and with aching muscles. The soreness may keep us from going to work or carrying on with our activities for days, adding to our isolation and depression while we recover. The better our physical conditioning, 
the better our body can handle stress hormones and the faster we can recover. The only way to build up your physical strength is to build up your physical strength. Resilience requires it. Don't be intimidated. Exercise a few days every week, build muscle strength, do some cardio, get your heart moving with a brisk walk. Emotional strength. Life is filled with times of glorious joy, beauty, and love. Life is also full of disappointments, heartbreaks, and hurt. A wide range of experience builds our emotional strength if done correctly. We don't develop strength if these experiences are tangles of loose threads, but experiences are made strong when braided together like a rope, which will not quickly break. Our emotional resilience is strengthened as we learn from our successes and failures, accepting that both suffering and success are means to learning. We may want a stress-free life, but A, that is not going to happen on this planet, and B, absence of stress does not build emotional resilience. In fact, the easy life destroys resilience. For example, watch the child raised by permissive parents who made sure Junior was given every reward regardless of whether or not it was earned. Permissive parents hover over children, blaming the teacher who dared to give Johnny or Jane the well-deserved D grade for not completing the work, or they call the coach horrible names for not putting their child in the game. All this micromanaging every aspect of the child's life does not build a child's confidence. These overprotected kids get easily overwhelmed with any stress in college. Rates of reported anxiety in college are climbing. 30% of college students complain of overwhelming anxiety, and over half say they sometimes feel too depressed to function. In their attempt to protect their children from stress, these parents have made it worse. Without resilient emotional strength, many young adults become angry, depressed, demanding, self-centered, and emotionally brittle. Resilient strength grows when we confront our troubles, not cower. Author John Shedd said, A ship is safe in a harbor, but that's not what ships are built for. The more resilient our emotional strength, the better our resistance and recovery from trauma. We have a choice. We can see stress through the eyes of doubt and doom ourselves to emotional feebleness. Or we can see each wound as an opportunity to develop the confidence of emotional toughness. Johann Goethe said, Talent develops in tranquility, character in the full current of human life. Experience in the full current of human life is an invaluable teacher for us. And our U.S. Marines like to say, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yeah. Suffering is far more manageable when we release ourselves from the misery of the moment and view emotional strains as temporary. Focus on the payoff, not the pain. Even in the Apostle Paul's final days before his martyrdom by beheading, he wrote a letter to Timothy encouraging him to stay emotionally strong in the face of fear. He said, now, let it grow, as a small flame grows into a fire. God did not give us a spirit that makes us afraid. He gave us a spirit of power and love and self-control. 
Those are inspiring words from a man facing imminent death. Paul did not give in to emotional weakness. Even after decades of suffering in his life, in a looming death sentence, Paul was in control rather than was controlled by his emotions. Pretty remarkable. Copy him. Surround yourself with friends who will reinforce attitudes of emotional strength. Avoid people who will pull you down into weakness. We are all on a journey of emotional growth, and many are just not able to teach you. But I guarantee you, there are those who can help. Keep searching. Oh, and please do not share your plights openly on social media. You will not develop emotional strength from the groupthink world of anonymous attacks by those with their own hateful insecurities and lack of mature insight. Push your own emotional development to overcome timidity. Volunteer to help others who are struggling in poverty, homelessness, or disaster. As you support their growth, you will grow stronger in your own emotional resilience. Mental strength. Mental toughness is our ability to maintain a sharp mind under pressure with the wisdom to think beyond the current experience. After trauma, we will find our memory, attention, and thinking skills are really strained. You may have a difficult time making rational decisions under even slight pressure. Humorist cowboy Will Rogers said it well. He said, Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that experience comes from bad judgment. Best to try to avoid the route of learning from bad judgment if we can. The best way to build the level of mental toughness we will need under pressure is to actively rehearse mental toughness under pressure. Otherwise, our brain creates stronger connections with the amygdala's fear center at the cost of diminished use of the higher-order thinking in the frontal lobe. Soldiers, police, elite athletes, and teachers all understand the value of practicing under pressure to build resilience. Even those who live in poverty or in abusive homes may develop enduring mental strength. You can build your own mental toughness to challenges you are about to face by mentally rehearsing success. See yourself as accomplishing the tough task, and then use positive self-talk. I can do this. I can overcome this. Avoid hyper-focusing on failure in your future. Face each day and each problem one at a time. And even when you are exhausted, pray, give me the strength for just one more. Train your mental strength. Seek mental tasks that are challenging. Learn something new and master something you already know. Log your challenges and growth in a personal journal. Review where you were, where you are, and gain insight and wisdom into where you are going. Do not underestimate the power to learn from your own journal. Even if you don't have a lot of confidence in your resilient mental strength, you can learn about it through others. Read stories and watch movies where people had to keep their wits and think through problems. Not just action heroes who mindlessly beat each other up with superpowers. Avoid books and movies about mean, treachery, deceit, abandonment, and any other woes that attack the main characters and leave them broken. This is no place for watching failure. You need to watch success. Spiritual strength. Paul challenged us. Be watchful, stand firm in faith, act like men, be strong. Spiritual strength is the force multiplier, building resilience of our mind, heart, and body for the battles ahead. 
The biblical account of Samson is made memorable for his great strength, his loss of all his muscle power, and how he regained it. You'll recall if you've heard the story, or I'll give you a quick synopsis if you don't, that Samson was a man of superhuman strength. For example, he killed a lion with his bare hands and massacred an army of Philistines using the jawbone of a donkey as his weapon. That's pretty strong. The remaining Philistines wanted to weaken and destroy him, so they bribed a woman, Delilah, into learning the secret of his strength. Samson revealed to her that if his hair was cut off, it would cut off his strength. Having lost his strength, he was captured by the Philistines, who then gouged out his eyes and forced him to work as a slave, grinding grain. As the Philistines continued to taunt him, he prayed for the strength to crush the enemy. By bringing down their temple, he pushed against the columns, asking God for the strength just one more time. And the building collapsed. Thinking back to Desmond Doss fighting exhaustion with burned and bloody hands, singularly focused on saving another and another and another, he echoed those same words of Samson, one more, give me the strength just one more time. He probably said the same prayer once for every one of the 75 lives he saved that day. Build your own resilient strength every day. And in those moments of doubt, when you think you cannot go on, try that same prayer. One more. Give me the strength for just one more. And that resilient strength will be with you. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions for future podcasts or blogs, please send them to me through my website, drtimmurphy.com. And please share my website with your family and friends. I'd love to hear from all of you. You can find more information about trauma in my book, The Christ Cure, 10 Biblical Ways to Heal from Trauma, Tragedy, and PTSD, available through my website or wherever books are sold. I'm Dr. Tim Murphy. I look forward to speaking with you next time.